How's everybody doing tonight? Good, good, good. I came in on two wheels, but we made it. Amen. First <laughs> uh, Thessalonians tonight. First Thessalonians chapter number five is where we'll be for just a few minutes, and uh, we'll have a little bit of as we get ready for the Thanksgiving time. Take just one week break, just for a moment, off of our one another series, and. Uh, just want to look at one verse tonight, one verse, and just kind of talk about it a little bit. Nothing grave or too deep tonight, but uh, it's just a word that we should be reminded of during this time, this season, right? What is Thursday? What do we call that? Thanksgiving, that's right. And so we're just going to talk about just simply what I called simply tonight, being thankful, being thankful. So 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5, 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5, and uh, and uh, we're going to look at one verse kind of tonight at, at this word. So, First Thessalonians, Thessalonians chapter 5, look with me in verse number 18 tonight. Uh, there in the Word of God. And Paul here, he's writing to the, the church, the, the believers there in the church of Thessalonica. And uh, they, had, they were concerned all the way through this book that, that they had missed the Lord, that, that they'd missed his return and his coming again. And he spent in chapter 4 talking about, hey, you haven't missed it. Amen. He's coming back. Thank God for that. And uh, we're going to be fine. And he gets into chapter 5, and he keeps telling them about, teaching about the uh, the coming of the Lord. And he, he told them again in 4 about the, the great thing we call the rapture coming. In verse 5, he talks about the, or in chapter 5, he talks about the times and seasons and so forth. But then he gets to the end of the chapter, and he just gives us a little bit thing. Until the Lord comes, here's some things as believers we should be. You know, all those wonderful doctrines are great. How many of you thankful he's coming again? I may be thankful, hey, he's coming in the clouds, praise God, and, and uh, the dead in Christ will rise first, he told us, and then we which remain so, and, and so, so go with the Lord, and so we shall ever be with the Lord again. And then, then verse five, chapter 5, he gives a little more detail on it, and then we get right here to the end of the chapter, and he says this in verse 14, look with me, Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them of the unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient uh, toward all men. See that you render no evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good among yourselves and to all men. So after all these doctrinal theses, if he would, that he wrote, um, the Lord is coming again, he's coming again, here's how he's coming, he's coming in the cloud. Now he says, until he comes, here's what you need to do. Here's what believers today, living today, need to do. And he gives us a few things. He says, rejoice evermore, verse 16. Verse 17. Pray without ceasing. Each one of those simple little verses could preach all, for about about four weeks, couldn't they? <laughs> Verse 18, this is one we're going to look at tonight. In everything, what does he say? Give what? Thanks. Y'all know these verses, right? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. We'll come back to that in just a minute. But quench not the Spirit and you know, ways we quench the spirits when we do things that uh, when we yield to the flesh and to the spirit instead of to the spirit and uh, despise not prophecies or in that case that was foretelling, but today it would be for, or foretelling. Today it would be foretelling uh, uh, the, the preaching of the word of God. Prove all things, hold fast to that was good, which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. And then the very God of peace shall sanctify you wholly. And I pray your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus. And so he gives us some tasks to do here as believers until the Lord returns after explaining that he is indeed coming again. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for uh, just the word of God tonight. And so we just really hone in more just on one verse tonight. Uh, Lord, let all these soak in because these are... These are your instructions, Lord, for us as believers while we await the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord. Even so, I say tonight, Lord, come Jesus, and that would be just wonderful tonight. But until you do, Lord, help us be busy about obeying your commands on how to be Christians in the society we live. And as we specifically look for this Thanksgiving season, Lord, and dig into one verse in particular, Lord, help us to be thankful people we pray in jesus name amen how many of you would agree if boy if we if everybody in the world would just say thank you a whole little bit more we'd be a better society 
we'd be better people. And we, if, if we just had this attitude of, you've heard it, the, all the rhymes I know, the attitude of gratitude and so forth. And, you know, it, we, we don't hear the word much anymore. But I believe if, if there's anybody in this world that ought to be thankful, it should be God's people. Do you agree with me tonight? I mean, we got everything to be thankful for. If any group of uh, 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 of people, it should be believers. It should be God's people. The church should be thankful people. And so Paul's writing here, and, and he's giving us instructions, as I've already told you, about uh, about the need to be thankful. So we're just quickly tonight going to look at just a couple things as we head into Thanksgiving. And I kind of put them like this. It, didn't, it isn't a real cute outline or anything, but I just said this. Why should we be thankful? All right. Then we're going to look at what we should be thankful about. And then finally, what being thankful will do for us. And so that's kind of the three things we're going to look at just out of this key verse in verse number 18. Read it one more time with me. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So let's answer the first one tonight. Why should we be thankful? Why should we be thankful? And and I kind of put it like this. This is this is thankfulness expressed. And he tells us, he says, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. And, and boy, that's great advice, isn't it? <laughs> Just be thankful and give thanks. But it's more than great advice because here in the Word, the Word of God, that is what they call in the imperative mode. How, how many of you know what imperative mode is? Anybody? Me neither. All right, I forgot all that from Bible college. But it, it, it would be like this. Uh, if you were talking to your son or your daughter or your grandson or your granddaughter or whoever, whoever in the world you get to listen to you, right, and you just said, would you please go clean your room? That's not the imperative mode. You're kind of asking a question, would you? If you felt like it, you know, would you consider maybe doing this? That's, that's kind of ask. That's not the imperative mode. The imperative mode is when you put on full daddy or full mama or full grandma or full grandpa, right? You kid. <laughs> I brought you in the world. I can take you out of the world. Get in there and clean your room. It's a command. That's the imperative mode. So when you're reading this, if you, you broke it down textually, what you'd find when, when Paul's writing under the inspiration of God, he said, in everything, give thanks. It's not a recommendation. It is a command. He's saying you and I as Christians need to be thankful people. It's not an option. It's an obligation to go look at that. It's not a recommendation. It is a requirement is what he's saying. So it is commanded by the Lord for you and me as believers to be Christian or, or to be thankful. Uh, in fact, not to be thankful as a Christian, not to have that attitude of gratitude is a sin. That's a pretty tough one, isn't it? But it is. You know what James said, James 4, 17. He said, therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is a what? Sin. So if the Bible commands us to give thanks, by the way, in all things, we'll break that down in a little bit, but and we don't do it, we're not obeying what God said to do, therefore we are what? Sinning, yeah. So, so in fact, it may be one of the bigger sins. Other than unbelief, of course, we know that's the biggest one. Because it's so, there's no other area that makes us more like an unbeliever than when we're unthankful. Hold your, hold your spot there in the Word of God tonight, but I want you to flip with me to Romans chapter 1 for just a moment. Romans chapter 1. I want to show you this, this little fact that I'm talking about here. Romans chapter number 1. When we're unthankful as believers... There's nothing else that we do in this world that makes us more like an unbeliever. Are you following that yet? Well, we'll see if you get it here in just a moment. I want to show you one of the great traits of an unbeliever uh, that he talks about here in Romans chapter 1. This is a long section of the Word of God. That, my watch is going nuts. A right. uh, long section in the Word of God. and uh, It tells us here... Uh, you know, we'll just pick up verse 18, but I, we'll, we'll get to it here in just a moment. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. So he's talking about, y'all see that, for unbelievers. People that knew the truth, but it is the, 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 they don't believe in it, live in unrighteousness, because 
Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it to them. For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead. So there they are without excuse. Now, that's a tough verse, but I want you to just understand this. That means anyone that's ever been born is without excuse. If you can look up and see creation and the stars in the air, uh, the stars in the sky, you are without excuse. You said, well, what about, and I don't want to get too far on a tangent here tonight, but what about those people that, you know, on the backside of the desert in Africa, we always talk about that, that always seems to be the same. What about those people that never heard the name of Jesus? How are they without excuse? Well, well can I share it with you? They look up in the stars and realize that heaven declares and uh, the, the the glory of God. Heaven tells them that there is a God, or as He put it here, for the invisible things of the from the creation of the world are clearly seen. They see that there is a Creator, some type of Creator, and here's all they need to do. They may not understand Jesus Christ, but if they just obey and say, "God, I want to know You, whoever You are," I firmly believe God will send them somebody and tell them exactly who he is. If you obey the light given, more light will be given. And that's a, that's a principle really all throughout God's Word. Uh, in fact, I'm going to get on a tangent, I guess, but if you ever if you ever read over in uh, the book of Acts, and how many of you know the, the, the account of the Ethiopian eunuch? How many of you remember them? He's sitting in a chariot, right? And he's reading, if you understood today, I believe he's reading Isaiah 53. And he's reading, and he's reading that wonderful account there, and and he says, how do I know who this is? Talking about the Savior that's going to come. How would I know who this is and who is this? And, and he's, he's taking and believing what he's, what he's able to see and understand. And he's out calling out to God. You know what God does? He sends him a little preacher. He sends him a preacher by, by the name of Philip, an evangelist by, who comes up in that chariot and takes the Scriptures, the Old Testament Scriptures, and the Bible says he preaches unto him Jesus. You know, how did that guy get there? I believe it was because there was somebody obeying the light given and saying, I want more light. Somebody saying, I want to understand this God that, 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 that created this stuff. And so so got on a little tangent there. Let me just tell you my belief. I can't prove this. My belief is simply this. My belief is I've run into so many folks that are going on the mission field in my years of helping preachers and training some preachers and missionaries and so forth. And I'll ask them almost every time, why do you want to go there? You know, the majority of them said, I didn't even know where it was. God had called them to a place, and they didn't even know where it was on the map. They didn't even know what continent it was in. They just had a name. They'd heard of it maybe once before, but that's where God's calling me. What what language they speak? I don't know. I had to go find out. (laughs) What continent's on? I had to go find out. I don't know. You say, how did they get a burden for a place they've never heard of, never seen, don't even know where it is? Uh, Same way. Uh, I believe somebody over there was calling out to God, obeying the light given, saying, there is a creation, and I want to know who, I want to know more. And, and, and praying that God would send somebody, and guess what? God laid on somebody's heart that didn't even know they existed or that place existed, and now they're going there to spread, tell them the, the wonderful news of the gospel. But it's going, I don't know, I, don't, I got, got all sidetracked on that. But verse 20, that's why I don't read too many verses usually when I preach. <laughs> Look at verse 21. But the Bible goes on to say this, because... Again, talking about those that they had seen there is a, an eternal God and they're without excuse now because all they got to do is obey that light given and call out to Him and, and with the little bit they understand and, and, and He'll give them more light. And Because they'd done that, verse 21, listen now, because that when they, or they hadn't done that, when they knew God, they, they glorified Him not as God, neither were they, neither were they what? Thankful. And became vain in their imaginations and foolish. The heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became as full and changed the glory of the unchangeable, uh, uncorruptible God to image made into incorruptible man, to birds, to four-footed beasts and creeping things. In other words, they start to worship the creation instead of the uh, the Creator and even turn the natural use of uh, on down a few verses of the women and start lusting against each other. Homosexuality is all right here. All that sin's gone down. This went nuts and went downhill. But listen what, back to verse 21 again. When they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, nor was thankful. See, when we're ungrateful, we're never more like a lost person than when we're ungrateful. 
It's the chief characteristic uh, of them that led, led to the a society that went completely downhill. And so we're obligated and we're, we're required. We're, we're commanded here to be thankful. Don't you think God deserves that? You know, you think about this. Uh, we're required. You know, we, we need to give Him our worship. We need to give Him our praise, our service, our heart, uh, our, 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 our giving and our faithfulness. But here's the thing he commanded us to do is just be thankful people let me give you a couple thoughts from scripture on being thankful number one i want you to know this a thankful person is a happier person do you agree with that how many of you get to how many of you get in the funk every once in a while y'all know what the funk is (laughs) if you don't you're probably in it now but (laughs) i'm just kidding uh you just get all you know y'all you know what you know what it is so i don't even have to describe it right then you compare that to the days where you're just happy, happy, happy. Now, which one, which one, uh, which one do you prefer to be, by the way? <laughs> Most people do, right? Uh, sometimes it's hard to, hard to prove that with some people because it seems like they like the other one more. But, but, but here's the thing. Here's the characteristic between the two. When you are down, when you're all in a funk, and you're down and you're whatever, upset at everything in the world, let me tell you one characteristic you're not during that time period. You're not thankful. You're not thankful. It is an an unbelievable tie between thankfulness and happiness. Uh, In fact, a thankful person, again, will be a happier person. Listen to John chapter 13, verse 17. It says this, If you know these things, happy are ye if you do them. Uh, and so the word of God tells them, hey, when we just when we just obey the truth and we do what God's supposed to, uh, tells us to do, then we're going to be happy. Uh, a thankful person is not only happier, but I always wrote this down: a thankful person is healthier. A thankful person is he- healthier. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter sixteen. Proverbs chapter sixteen. Y'all know some of these verses, but we'll give you we'll let you flip around a little bit tonight. Proverbs chapter sixteen. So a thankful person. We're commanded to be thankful. So why should we be thankful? Well, number one, a thankful person is a happier person. Number two, a thankful person is a healthier person. Proverbs 16 and verse 24. Look at verse 24 with me there. Proverbs 16, verse 24. The Bible tells us that pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. It's amazing when you're pleasant, when you're thankful, uh, how that affects not only, listen, not only does it make you a happier person, it makes you a healthier one. That is indwellably twined together with with physical health, with mental health, with emotional help, is your ability to be a thankful person. Is your, your, uh, I shouldn't even say your ability, because God's going to give you that ability, because he would never command you to do something you can't be, right? And so, so is your willingness to obey his command to be thankful? When you're thankful, you'll be happier. When you're thankful, you'll be healthier. And when you're thankful, of course, you will be holier too because you're going to be obeying what God said to do. The Bible says it's better to obey than even to sacrifice. And so, so when we're obeying what God's told us to do, anytime we do that, we're going to be a holier person and we're going to be a happier person. We're going to be a healthier per- person. So, so, so let me just ask you this question then. When's the last time you truly, truly, were a thankful person? When's the last time, let's just start with God, that you honestly just thanked God? I'm not just talking about the rote prayer. Y'all know what I mean by the rote prayer. You know, uh, now lay me down to sleep. <laughs> you know, those type prayers and uh, good Lord or good food, good meat. Great God, let's eat, or you know, whatever you. I'm talking about truly thankful. God, I just want to tell you this morning, thank you, thank you for saving my soul. Thank you for, thank you for everything you provided for me. Thank you for uh, just the people you brought into my life. Not only thankful to God though. How about when's the last time you were truly thankful uh, and said were thankful towards others? How about the person that led you to Christ? Uh, when's the last time you? You thank them. Uh, this Sunday, uh, Bill Anderson. I want to tell you about Bill Anderson for just a moment, and uh, uh, I'm sure some folks watching in the Waynesboro area that know him. Bill was my first Sunday school teacher. 
you say your first Sunday school. Yep, yep. We started going to Shenandoah Heights Baptist Church even before I was saved. About about um, I got saved pretty quick after I started going and heard the gospel. But before I say that was the first one, they they sent all his newbies to Bill, and uh, and I was a newbie. I had questions. Thank God, Bill was a patient man, and when even when he didn't have the answer, he'd work on it all week and come back and give me an answer. And uh, and he was patient. He he checked on us. He made sure we were getting. We were we were coming. He just did everything really. I believe a Sunday school teacher should do. Then just invested in me and and just a faithful, faithful, faithful man. I'm thankful for Bill Anderson. Uh, he passed away uh, this past. I guess this past weekend uh, that just went by. And and uh, I reached out to his wife and I hadn't hadn't seen him. I guess it'd been probably a year year and a half maybe. Roughly last time I, I saw him, he was actually in the hospital, and he was in really bad shape then. And I actually drove up to see him just because he had meant that much to me in my life. And uh, and uh, anyway, so I reached out to her to express my condolences and all that, and uh, and tell her. Yeah, I told her that one thing. I said, I I just want you to know. I wish I could have told him again how thankful I am for Bill's influence on my life. And she she turned around and said, You know what? Uh, it was which encouraged me because I really like Bill. He said, "You were actually you were the you were the apple of his eye." I think's the way she said it. She said, "She he loved you. You don't know it, but he listened to you every single week when he went later in the week. Uh, he was so proud." And then she went on to ask me if I'd come be in part of the funeral and on Sunday. So uh, this coming Sunday, they can't have a funeral. <laughs> Apparently, I don't know what the state of Virginia is doing right now, but. Apparently, up there at least, uh, maybe it's the whole state. You're not allowed to have a funeral right now. So we're going to have a worship service at four o'clock for Bill Anderson, <laughs> and we just changed the title. Uh, so, so y'all pray for that. But, but you know what? I wish I could have told him one more time how thankful I was. I wish I could. Listen, listen. God's command us to be thankful, and He commands us to express it too. You notice He says, "Give thanks." It's not just be a thankful attitude. It's more than that. It's actually expressing it. He says, give thanks. When's the last time you told your, your husband, your wife, you're thankful for them? When's the last time you told your kids you're thankful for them? You know, your boss, <laughs> brothers and sisters at church, listen. Why are we to be thankful? We're to be thankful because it's commanded. We're to be th- and we're to express that. What are we to be thankful for? It's going on the second thing I kind of put down. What are we to be thankful for? Well, uh, he goes on to tell us. Look what he says back in our verse. Back in back in First Thessalonians, and I gotta get back there too. First Thessalonians five and verse eighteen, he says, "In everything." Then he says, "Give thanks." In what? Everything. How's it start? In everything. What are we be thankful for? Hey, he says everything. Now that's hard to get right there. That's two tough words right there. You know, if it said, if God told me, you know, you're to be thankful for most things, that'd be pretty easy. That'd be pretty easy to do. If God said, listen, you're to be thankful for the good things. Hey, we got that one covered, right? That's when we remember to be thankful. Oh, man, something great happened today. God's so good. Thank you, God. But he didn't say just for most things. He didn't just say in the good things. He said in everything, give thanks. And Now, the command is to give thanks, and the command is to be thankful, right? But it's never to feel it's to give. This is where we we mess up. Uh, we get our feelings involved. You know what? You know what happens with feelings? Feelings come and feelings go, right? This is an action he's commanded us to do. He says, "In everything, give, express thanks." He says, and so if you go by feelings, listen, that can be affected by everything. Feelings are affected by the by the weather. How many of you are cold? Raise your hand. All right, couple. How many of you are hot? Raise your hand. Trade sides. You'll be fine. No, I'm just, uh, but but listen, hey, the weather affects how you feel sometimes. How many of you get up and it's just dreary and cold and raining, and next thing you know, you feel like you're dreary and cold and raining yourself or whatever. You know, it affects us. The temperature affects us. Your favorite college football team, or like thereof, like I have right now, losing every, to everybody this season. That affects you a little bit, right? It those feelings come and go, and the function of your body and your health affects you, right? Uh, 
All those things. Like how much rest you get at night or don't get affects you. Uh, I got a guy working for me now, and his him, he was he was on his third day in the job, and I looked up there, and that head was going, meow, meow, just bobbing like a bobbing like a bobber up up front, and I'm like, I can't believe that he is falling asleep on the job right now. It was a moment where there weren't there wasn't anything broke, and there was, I guess in his mind there wasn't anything to be awake for. Boom, boom. The uh, problem was he's on video. And there's there's six other there's six other knocks all over the country, and we can all see each other because we all support help each other and support stuff. And everybody else is sitting there watching him on the TV, going, "Hmm." and they're they're just lighting us up, sitting in chats, and there he goes again, boom. (laughs) And they're just having a blast. He has no idea they're making fun of him. And and, but but you know, listen, when you don't sleep and you don't get much rest, it'll mess with your day the next day, right? All that stuff changes, but none of that affects the command to be thankful because thankfulness has nothing to do with the feelings. It has nothing to do with outside influence. We're to be thankful in everything. And it's really an act of our will. It's not a feeling. It's an act. Are you going to obey God and be thankful and give thanks in everything? That's what it really is. And I know that's easier preached and lived and understand all that. And uh, But can I tell you, when Apostle Paul's preaching this, he understood it. You think about his life. He, by the way, he got he had been run out of Thessalonica here, the one he's writing the letters to. They threatened to kill him. He had been beaten, he'd been whipped, he'd been imprisoned, shipwrecked, stoned, left for dead. You go read all the things that happened to him before he wrote this letter, and he still says in everything, give thanks. In fact, you want to see a testimony of it. We won't look it up for the sake of time tonight, but uh, you probably know the account. You're a, a midweek Bible study account crew but Acts chapter 16 y'all remember when Paul and Paul and Silas were arrested and they were put in prison there and they're in prison and shackled up and and, and do you remember what they they started to do at thrown after they've been beaten with rods and whipped and scourged and thrown in that uh, Philippian jail you remember what they they started to do instead of sighing and saying oh, you know what they started to do they start to sing hey instead of pouting that's probably where I would have been. How about you? <laughs> well, you know what they start to do? They start to praise. See, they understood this principle. And, and, and Paul, Paul lived what he's writing here in the inspiration of God. The Bible says in Acts 16, verse 25, And at midnight, Paul and Silas uh, prayed and sang praises unto God. And by the way, all the other prisoners heard them. And uh, what a testimony that was. And I don't know what they've sang, but I, uh, I think it might have been the, the beginnings of this song that you probably have heard. I just want to thank you, Lord. I just want to, if I could sing, I'd sing it. But just want to thank you, Lord, for everything you've done. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord, for making me whole, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord. And the, ver- the verses go on and on. In everything, we can give thanks. Even when they were in prison, after being beaten, he lived exactly what God told him to do. And that is, in everything, give thanks. And So give thanks in everything means that we, we can thank him for so many areas. Well, we can thank him for our blessings, can't we? Uh, thank God for that. Proverbs 10.22 says, The blessings of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow to it. Listen, if you're a Christian, you've been blessed by God. You are, you're, you're richer than the, uh, the richest rich man in the world. One preacher said this, A Christian does not have to consult his bank account to see how wealthy he is. And uh, that, that's, that's certainly the truth. And When's the last time you thought, stopped and thanked him for the, 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 the simple little blessings? How many of you have food? I stopped on my way here and it made me two minutes late because <laughs> uh, I was hungry. I got two bananas at the Circle K. Amen. And I had them. Bananas are crazy. You know how fast you eat bananas? And you do all that work to peel it and it's gone in two bites. But anyway, uh, then I threw it out the window and I hope there wasn't anybody walking on the side of the road. Uh, from God it came, back to God it went. But I thanked him for those bananas. You know what? See, we need to thank you for the simple things. How about the blessings? Having daily bread. You know, he asked us to pray for it and get Lord give us a daily bread. Uh, do you know two-thirds of the world will go home or go hungry tonight? And we got abundance. Every one of us probably will throw away some food left over before the day's over. Two-thirds of the world is going to go to bed hungry tonight. It's estimated that over 500 people starve to death every hour. 
Think about that next time. You got to do dishes or something. What about not just thinking for food? How about water? How about water? Well, we take that for granted, don't we? We got water everywhere. We got bottled water. We got seltzer water. We got every kind of water known to man. We got spigots we just turn it on and get water out of. And we got water leaks sometimes, water going everywhere. I mean, we got water, 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 water. Do you know that only 3% of the water in this world is actually fit to drink and that over half the world has no access to pure drinking water? We take it for granted every day, don't we? And everything, give thanks. Thank you for the blessings, the simple blessings. And oh, how grateful we should be for those simple little blessings. Uh, I read about one elderly lady. She was in a, in a church meeting and a testimony service broke out and she got up and she said, there's always something to be thankful for. She goes, she goes I only have two teeth, but I thank God for them because they meet. <laughs> and uh, uh, So give thanks in all things. That means thanking for the blessings. It means... By the way, it also means this, and all things means we got to thank Him for those times that come in our lives that aren't blessings, but are instead more like burdens, right? You ever got any of those? <laughs> you ever live with any of those? Do you know we got to thank Him in the midst of those trials too? Everything that happens to us, when we back up out of our perspective and look at it from God's perspective, remember this, also happens for us. There's a lesson to be learned in everything that happens in our life. God's going to teach us. Now, sometimes we bring that mess on ourselves because we do stupid stuff. Can I get an amen there? Uh, but, but even after we've done stupid stuff and brought it on ourselves, God will still use it to teach us, to grow us, to make us, to mold us. And, and so uh, everything that happens to us also happens for us. Romans 8.28, you all know that one well, right? Uh, very tough verse, but he says, We know all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And so so this is this is why you're always to give thanks in every situation. I read Matthew Henry. He he said this. I thought this was pretty good. Anybody know, everybody know, who everybody heard of him? A uh, famous Bible teacher. He's got a commentary set and all that out. But he was telling a story once where he was, he was a, uh, I guess, what, what would you call that? Attacked, or I guess accosted, whatever you'd call that. Some thieves came, and they they they, they took they took all of his money. They robbed him for everything he had, and and uh, later he wrote in his diary, and he said this right after that event: "I am so very thankful." He just got he just got robbed, and hell, what's the word I'm looking for? Anybody help me? What do you call that? Mug. There you go. I was looking for that good old. Good old city girl word there. <laughs> he, he just got mugged. There you go. That's, uh, I say that better than accosted. I'm like, that doesn't even, I don't talk like that. What in the world? <laughs> he gotten robbed. He gotten, he gotten mugged. There you go. And uh, it, it, that night he wrote in his Bible or in his diary, he said, I am so very thankful. And he wrote this. He said, first, because I've never been robbed before. He said, second, because although they took my... Uh, he said my purse. That made me start to get scared for him, but I know they used to call it that. <laughs> he said, they took my purse. They did not take my life. He said, third, because although they took everything I had, it really wasn't very much. And then fourth, he said this, I'm thankful because it was I who was robbed and not I who robbed. Boy, that's taken in everything give thanks that's the idea so god's good in the good times and by the way he's good in the bad times because listen the it is it, god is not good because of what he does he's good because of exactly who he is so do you thank god here's the question then for you do you thank god in the good times and in the bad times he deserves it all uh, as one person said we should thank him for the sun and we should thank him for the rain we should thank him for the joy and we should thank him for the pain we should thank Him for gains, and we should thank Him for losses. We should thank Him for blessings, and we should thank Him for crosses. We're to thank Him for blessings. We're to thank Him for our burdens. And certainly we're to thank Him for our benefits too. Boy, how many times does the psalmist tell us, Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all His benefits. And you think about that word benefits, and, and boy, I tell you, it means the, the rewards, the bestowments, the acts of goodwill that God's given towards us. How many, how many of you say God's been good to me, right? 
Boy, we got something to be thankful for, don't we? So, Psalm 68, verse 19, Blessed be the Lord who loadeth us daily with benefits. Hey, it's not just that He did it once. He, he does it every single day. You say, I don't always see Him. Well, you need to open up your eyes because you've got become that sourpuss instead of a thankful attitude. Because you've got a thankful attitude, you'll see Him. You'll, you'll, you'll notice Him, you'll observe Him, and you'll, you'll respond in like the way He commands you to do it. Uh, how about parents? Do you have parents that loved you? What a benefit that is. Children, grandchildren, what a benefit. How many of you got a roof over your head? Uh, what a benefit. Think about that. How many of you are sitting on padded pews tonight? <laughs> what a benefit, right? You ever sat you ever sat in one that didn't have padded pews? All right, now you understand what a blessing it is, right? We got heat, and some of you are hot. And we got heat, and some of you are cold. But what a benefit. We're not out in the wind right now, right? And... Uh, and uh, y'all had cars the other week. I didn't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, someone said this. I want you to think about this when you're thinking about all this he's commanded us to do. Your terrible job. You ever felt like that? <sighs> Got to go to this work again. <laughs> right? Sharon does that every day she comes in. <laughs> I want you to think about this on a serious note. Listen, your terrible job, someone said, is the dream of the unemployed. Your house, no matter how big or small it is, is a dream of the homeless person. Your health is a dream of those who are sick. Your smile is a dream of those who are depressed. Your family is a dream of those who are alone and without someone to love them and to love that they can love. So here's the here's the the final thing I just want you to get out of this. Listen, no matter what situations, circumstances are in your life, it doesn't change the command that we are to give thanks in everything. In everything give thanks, he says. And so so much to be thankful for. So why do we thank God? Well it's command it, right? And we're to express it. Why do we thank God? What do we thank God for? Well, all the benefits, all the blessings, and the burdens. Finally, I want you to see this, and we'll be done tonight. What does our thankfulness show? What does our thankfulness show? Well, let me look what he says here. It's expected. He says, In everything, give thanks. Now, listen to the end of the verse. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So it's the will of God for you and I to be thankful. So that simply means this. An unthankful person is going to be a person who is out of the will of God. And that's one of the scariest places you can ever be, is out of the will of God. That means every time we grumble, every time we whine, anybody do, any, you ever struggle with any of that? Every time we complain, whether it's out loud or in our own breath, right? Uh, guess what we're not doing? We're not giving thankful. We're not giving thanks and we're not being thankful, right? And we're out of the will of God. That's something to think about that. To be honest, that means when we have those moments, and for some people when they have those months <laughs> where they live out of the will of God, it's because they've lost the attitude of gratitude. I get asked all the time as a pastor, people come to me, and I, I wish I, I wish I knew this answer. I don't always know the answer. But I was a is this God's will for me? They always, they always want to know. Whatever the question is, it could be any, it could be a job, it could be a marriage, it could be a, whatever situation. They want, to, they want to know, preacher, is this God's will for me? Well, you know what? I can't answer every detail of God's will. Some of it, His Holy Spirit is just going to have to lead you on and through His Word and so forth. But I can tell you this one. It's God's will for you to be thankful. That's, that's, a, that's a given and so forth. So it's will for you to learn no matter what the situation and everything, give thanks. And uh, by the way, when you obey his spoken will, you obey the light given, guess what? More light will be given. So if you're trying to figure out what is God's will for my life, well, uh, we know we know one of the things wills for his life is for you to be saved. We know it's for you to to be sanctified, to walk with the Lord. We know it's the will of God for you to be thankful so if i start practicing the written will of god that's black and white guess what all those areas that aren't that aren't quite as obvious like which job i should take that'll start he'll, he'll give us that light 
but you can't expect him to give you more light when you haven't obeyed the light he's already given. So, so that same principle is always through the Word of God. So, uh, a couple quick truths, uh, and we'll, we'll go home. Thankfulness. I want you to just think about it. It's, it's expected. It's the will of God. How, it, it, here's some things it'll do. Thankfulness is the mark of a growing Christian. It's the mark of a growing. We, what do I mean by that? Well, it's a real test of your character. Michelle, you and Sharon, you you guys have been working in nursery here lately. You can answer this. I can answer it. Everybody's got a kid can answer it. Have you ever heard a baby look up at you and say thank you? <laughs> Not a real young one, right? Not especially one that can't talk. But have you ever had a baby spit up on you and then you took the time to clean them all up and change their outfit and get them all fixed up and they just said, "Oh, thank you," and be so grateful? No. If you're like me and my sons were, they're usually either peeing on you while you're trying to change the thing they spit up or whatever. You know, it is like anything but being grateful. See, you know what we have to teach our children to do? Well, we always teach them to do. we got to teach them good manners, right? We teach them to say thank you. Don't we have to teach them to say thank you? Yeah. Why do we have to teach them? Because this isn't natural for us. Uh, but they have to be taught to do. So So gratitude or being thankful is something you have to learn as you grow up. Well, listen to what the author of Hebrews said in 5.13, Hebrews 5.13. He said, For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. So one of the, one of the signs, if you would, uh, that you're no longer a Christian drinking milk, that you're, you're growing spiritually and you're growing up spiritually, is when you get to the place where you start being thankful and giving thanks. See, it'll show up out of you. And so it, it's one of those things that, it will prove you're, you're a growing Christian. It's a mark of a growing Christian. Listen to the psalmist. Psalm 92 verse 1 says this, It's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord, to sing praises unto His name, O Most High. And by the way, thankfulness will keep you from being critical. Can I get an amen there? Thankfulness will keep you from being a pessimist. Right? You say, well, is the glass half full or half empty, preacher? I don't know about you, but my cup runs over. <laughs> That's a whole better way. See, that's a that's a that's a whole other level there. And uh, a Christian, listen to continue to continuously be unthankful. Here's what you are. If you're if you're really saved, then here's what you are. You're still a spiritual baby. See, one of the growth marks of uh, of a growing Christian is is a thankfulness is thankfulness and one that gives thanks. How about this? Thankfulness is also the mark of a giving Christian, right? We give our tithes. We give our offerings. Why we do it? We give it because of what God's done for us. And and uh, but notice that word, thanksgiving. They go together, right? Thanksgiving. That's what we're going to celebrate Thursday. Uh, first is always thanks, then second is always giving. Do you know you could give and not be thankful? But I don't believe you could ever be thankful and not give. Uh, you see how they go together. And so thankfulness, it's a, it's a, it's a mark of a, a growing Christian. It's a mark of a giving Christian. Finally wrote this, it's a mark of a glowing Christian. And how many of you know somebody that just they're just so full of the joy of the Lord? I mean, so full of thankfulness and gratitude. That, I mean, they literally shine. You think something's wrong with them, right? Y'all know somebody like that? I know I use my grandma in this illustration, this type of illustration all the time, but she's one of those people. She was one of those people. I'm telling you what, I used to, I know I've told you probably a hundred times, but I used to wonder what drugs she was on, amen, and wanted them. <laughs> Because uh, she was just that type of person that just always had a glow about them. Well, you know, that's the way we ought to be. If we're obeying the command of the Word of God and everything give thanks, listen, it'll show up on the outside of us. Because it, 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 it'll show that we're a growing Christian. It'll show that we're uh, a giving Christian, but we're going to be a glowing one too. Listen to what Jesus said, Matthew five sixteen. Let your light so shine before what men that they may see your what? good works and glorify who your father which is in heaven so how did they see what was what was it that that shined about about them your light shining what do you think the chief characteristics uh, uh was that made you different than everybody else around you it was your attitude right what's that <laughs> you had a flashlight yeah <laughs> You were a light in a dark world, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, 
What was the big thing? What stands out? Those people you know, you know, you've met them. Within five minutes, without them even saying a word about the Lord, you know they're a Christian. How do you know that? What is one of the chief characteristics about them? It's their attitude, but you're going to also find out that attitude is always one of gratitude. They are thankful people. Well, I mean, you do little things. You hold, oh, thank you, sir. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's amazing how. You, you can almost mark it down. Those thankful people, the, the people that are always thanking you for this, for just about everything, you can almost mark it down. Before you even know anything about them, you'll find out after you dig in a little bit, they're a believer. Because, listen, they understand this principle. And everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God uh, concerning you in Christ Jesus. And uh, Ungrateful people, listen, they, they whine, they complain, but grateful people, listen, they're thankful people. And people that give thanks, listen, the, the, the glory, the, the light shines out of them. And they don't even need that flashlight, Pops, because <laughs> it's the mark. It's the mark of a Christian. People will want what you have. You'll make them thirsty. They'll desire for that. And listen, they'll, it'll not only make you grow closer to God because now you're obeying. You're obeying and living in the will of God for you. That is to be thankful. But listen, it'll make other people want what you have how many of you have met a christian i mean the 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 the, the with the attitude y'all know what i'm talking about not the right attitude the, the down their nose attitude the hmm, nothing's ever right and blah blah you know get that head shaking talk to the hand you know whatever <laughs> we've all met people like that right how many of you want what they want got no see how many of you know a christian but all they do is grumble moan, complain, whine. How many of you want what they want? No? See, that unthankfulness, listen, that pushes people away from Christ. There's a side benefit to obeying God, and that is you make other people thirsty for God. Not only are you being obedient, not only are you healthier and happier, but you're making other people thirsty for the Lord. I know people I know people that are, they, they, they're, they, they are, I'm telling you what, they are aggressive soul winners. But they scare people before they even get to talk to them about Christ because they're down their throat instead of happy and, and people with gratitude. So let's just be people of gratitude is what I'm trying to say. You sure can. Well, the fake will show up. <laughs> now, I'm going to challenge you some, though, on something, okay? <laughs> I hate to do it for everybody, but one thing to always remember this, and yeah, be you. No, I'm not saying that. Here's what I am saying. One thing to always remember, yeah, we're all different. Some of us struggle with certain areas more than others, right? But that's never an excuse not to do what God commanded us to do. Remember that. So that means that's an area you're going to work harder in maybe for you than other people it comes more natural for. But, but that doesn't give us an excuse. God made me that way. Yeah. And then he made you again when you got born again and told you to be this way. So that's just work on it that way. All right. Uh, I got lots of those areas too. <laughs> I got lots of those areas too. Uh, or God, well, you made me like that. <laughs> he said, yeah, but I made you again, told you to be like this. So keep working on what I want you to be. Uh, good stuff, though, good stuff. There are some fake folks out there, aren't there? Yeah, and uh, they can they can put on a good show. But let me tell you, you figured it out, though. You know why? So you can sit there and watch long enough. And their flashlight went out. <laughs> Batteries ran out. They weren't getting recharged because... They weren't charged with the right thing in the first place. Amen. Hey, we got a battery. It'll never go out. His name is Jesus. 
And my prayer, I know you're here on a Tuesday night. Uh, yeah, I'm sure everybody in this room has trusted him as their Savior, but, but there, is a, there is a TV running or a camera running. And if you haven't trusted him as your Savior, listen, he'll, he's a battery that will never run out. He, he, you can have the joy of the Lord every day no matter what your circumstances is. And it begins with a personal relationship with a loving Savior. You know what he did for you? He left heaven to come to this earth to willingly lay his life down, to die on a cross for your sins. He paid the sin debt that you owed because you couldn't have paid it yourself. And, and, and through his blood now, we can be forgiven, redeemed. We can be uh, saved from the, the penalty of a place called hell, and we can be given the promise of heaven because there's a God in heaven who loved us so much. He died for us, was buried, rose again. And my Bible still says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God is raising from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Why don't you call on him tonight and learn, learn all about this attitude of gratitude. Let me ask you in the room tonight, why don't you just clear off a spot sometime this Thanksgiving season? You say, what do you mean by clear off a spot? I mean whatever distracts you, that's what I mean. Get that out of the way and spend a little time just thanking God being thankful for all these blessed you. How many of you got some blessings in your life? Um, let's thank him for them. Father, we thank you for our time together tonight. Lord, thank you. Lord, for that attitude of gratitude you've commanded us to have. Lord, help us to live in your will. And one of the things that are just black and white in the word of God that is the will of God for our lives is for us in all and everything to give thanks. Help me be more thankful, Lord. Help everyone in this room be thankful. Help everyone listening to be more thankful. Lord, help us to be Christians that, Lord, uh, don't just speak it, but live it and show it and make this lost world thirsty. Thank you for all you've done for us. Thank you for all the burdens, Lord, we, have, we can learn through. Thank you for all the blessings. Thank you for all the benefits. Thank you for Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you.